In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. Today is Pentecost Sunday, and on Pentecost, we remember the day when the disciples were shut away and the Spirit of God came down and set upon them. We remember that day when the flames of fire came down upon the disciples and sent them out into the world. Today, we remember that the world has always been a bit scary and that the world, I know, scared right now. We remember that the world has always been a bit scary and created a bit of anxiety and fear and that even the disciples, those people who walked with Jesus himself, when Jesus was not physically next to them and right there in front of them, they got a bit scared about what the world was doing all around them. And so they shut themselves off in a room and yet God did not abandon them. God did not leave them there. God came through those walls, came through those doors, set the spirit upon them, and they were sent out of that room to do amazing work. Now, this idea of Pentecost is one that has inspired people for thousands of years. This has given people strength when they feel weak, courage when they feel afraid. And I think that if we allow ourselves to kind of sink in a little bit, to not perhaps put on the happy face, we can really admit that the world around us can make us feel a bit scared, can make us feel intimidated, can make us feel like we would like to retreat to our own room. And yet God, God does not leave us alone. We know how it feels to be a bit lost and disconnected. We know how it feels to be in a world that demands a lot of us, and yet feel like we're not exactly rooted and anchored where we wish to be. Faith continues to be important in the world, but committing to a life of faith is something that not all of us have agreed to do. Committing to a life of faith means actually doing faithful things, being together in a faith community, even when it's not convenient. And for most of us, church has not quite connected that way. Being part of a community like St. Michael has not quite connected with us that deeply so that even when inconvenient, we make the commitment to be here and to be together and to find hope and to spread love. A friend recently sent me an article, and in the article there were a number of stories of younger professionals who find that the way that they have set up their lives ultimately fails them. And there was one story that caught my attention. This story is about a woman that is called Taylor, even though I'm sure that's not her real name, who worked really hard, worked within an entrepreneurial system. She soared in the ranks of her company. She poured herself into her work, 70, 80 plus hours every week, slaving and doing very well. She soared, but everything about her life was about her work. Her friends were only from work. Her social connections and the conversations that she had with other people, really mostly from work, but she convinced herself this was what she was supposed to do because by the world standards, she was doing so very well. She actually had faith, faith in the company to help define her future. And she had that faith with the hope that at some point, the company would be acquired. There would be some sort of merger or acquisition that would then fulfill all of her hopes. And then that day was coming and then it fell through. This acquisition fell apart 
And she describes that she felt heartbroken, heartbroken, that her company's acquisition fell apart. And she said she just couldn't do this anymore. She couldn't keep the commitment anymore. And so she decided to resign. She quit. And she, in her own words, spiraled into a year-long existential crisis that she described as the death of herself. She depended so heavily on the identity of her job, how she did her work, that when that work, that job started to fall apart, she started to fall apart. She didn't know who she was. She didn't know what she valued. She didn't know what she was supposed to do or have a purpose in the world. And I think that that kind of disconnection, that kind of vulnerability, is something that makes sense to a lot of people. Far too often, the world tells us who we are supposed to be or what we are supposed to value, and then we pour ourselves into that, and then it fails us. Whenever we root ourselves and rely upon what the world says is most important, whatever that is will ultimately fail us, and that's just the way it is. There's nothing we can do about it. That, that is why what we celebrate today is so very important. The idea that the world will always fail and disappoint us is why what we celebrate today, that moment when God's spirit breaks through, through the doors, through the walls, through the shell, through their fear, is so very important. We know what it's like to live in a scary world. Whether we like it or not, whether we have good denial or not, the world has been scary. The pandemic, the invasion of Ukraine, the near daily reminders of violence and killing, all of this amounts to a huge amount of weight on us. It is too much. None of us can bear this. And so we all begin to create coping mechanisms to help us simply get up and move and do things in the world and be productive. And yet that weight and that fear is always there. It is too much. And when things begin to unravel, when wheels begin to come off, in any number of ways, we can begin to shut down. When life does not go our way and we find ourselves hurt, we can begin to shut down. We can want to pull ourselves away. We can want to go into that room and to shut ourselves away from other people. But we are not meant to be shut away. We are created in God's image. We are created for one another. We are created to be in relationship with each other. We are created to allow one another to see our pain and our heartbreak. And we are created to be there to sustain one another in that pain and heartbreak. Today, we remind ourselves of the hopefulness of God. Today, we baptize children into that hopefulness. Today, we celebrate what has been given to us as the incredible gift of God's only Son fulfilled here in this church. And we are invited once again to commit ourselves to the work of God right here in this place. Today, in this Pentecost celebration, we actually put a big exclamation point on the end of our 75th anniversary celebration. This year, we have spent months celebrating what has happened here at St. Michael over the last 75 years. The incredible number, countless number of people who have given in faith themselves to find purpose beyond their own lives, generously giving for this community and for the people outside of these walls. There are so many ways 
that St. Michael has borne the faithfulness and the hopefulness of God out in the world. And we've celebrated those 75 years. And now we pivot. Now we pivot. We pivot from the past 75 years and we look toward the future. The future, the future is us. What has happened in the past, we can be proud of that. But what has happened in the past will not define who we become. It will not define who we are today and tomorrow and the kind of impact we will make out in the world from this day forward. After 75 years, we pivot and we are now responsible. We are now called to do God's work. We are now living day to day with the kind of responsibility and opportunity and purpose that 75 years from now, people will turn around and celebrate. At least I hope they will. What we have inherited, the baton that has been passed to us, is not something small. What we have inherited is purpose in a world that is scary and can cause us to resign ourselves into those rooms. But today, today we remember that we are not alone. Today we remember that the Spirit of God may not fall on us in literal tongues of fire, but yet the Spirit is here and present. The Spirit is in you. The Spirit is in the people around you. The Spirit is here in this community to go and do incredible things out in the world. And believe me, that kind of charge might feel like too much. Who are we to do what has been done in the past? Who are we to look out into this world that is so crazy, so heavy, so thick, so difficult, and to make a change? And yet I invite you to think about who is in this room. Think about the gifts that you have. Think about the person God has made you to be. Think about these children who are going to be baptized into this new life and realize that hope is here. Purpose is here. God's call is still here. Do not think that God's great purpose is over because we, we have inherited an incredible gift. 2,000 years ago, when those disciples were shut away in the room, God broke through. And today, God is breaking through once again. We have that power and the faithfulness that God will not leave us alone. And to this morning, we are reminded that through our faithfulness and our hope and our love, the best is yet to come. Amen. And now as we sing our hymn, I invite our baptism families to come forward and any children in the congregation are welcome to come forward to the rail to watch the baptism service. And for those who do not have a bulletin, 301 in your...